0: And welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners. Thank you so, so much for all of your support throughout the past few years. Thank you, thank you very much. And I uh, hope you enjoy this beautiful holiday with, uh, with all your friends and family. Also, to all my buddies that are cooking out there, I hope you're, uh, you're tuning in while you're getting all those Christmas orders ready. This is a special one for me. In this episode, I chat with the barbecue snob himself, Mr. Daniel Vaughn. He's the barbecue editor at Texas Monthly and author of The Prophets of Smoked Meat, A Journey Through Texas Barbecue, and co-author of Whole Hog Barbecue, The Gospel of Carolina Barbecue. That's with Mr. Sam Jones. That's a good one, too. Uh, He's also the man behind the Texas Monthly Top 50 Barbecue Joints list, and 50 honorable mentions, of course, right? We got to mention those. Uh, We chat about both lists. We dig into some of the details around the processes and methods used to construct this list, and I also get to ask him some fun questions about his travels and providing feedback to restaurants, uncovering hidden gems, and so, so much more. I've always dreamed of having the Barbecue Snob on my show. It definitely lived up to my expectations. I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoyed making it. This is Mr. Daniel. Hey, welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. It's an honor and a pleasure to have the Barbecue Snob himself. Mr. Daniel Vaughn on the show. Welcome to the show, sir.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. How's it going?
0: It's going great. It's going great. You know, when I started this show about three years ago, um, it was a dream, a goal of mine to have you on the show, barbecue royalty, someone I really look up to in barbecue. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for being here. Sorry,
1: who are you talking to right now? <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm serious. I'm serious. Uh, I've I've followed uh, what you do and um, and how you've been able to help a lot of these businesses, and I think it's just so awesome the work that you do. So I, I'm really I'm really thankful that you're on the show um, because I have some questions that I've always wanted to ask you, and I know we've we've had the opportunity to chat a few times um, at events here and there. But uh, but this is totally different. I also want to d- dive into the the list and kind of how that comes about. I know you're probably sick and tired of talking about how it's all set up, but I you know I kind of geek out on it. I have some spreadsheets and some stats and stuff. So uh, maybe we can we can dive into that a little bit as well. So. All right. Well, um, shoot. all right um so i have a lot of our uh, listeners out here in uh in california across the state um so for folks that don't know daniel vaughn i mean if if you know texas barbecue you should know daniel vaughn but for folks that don't know can you tell us a little bit about yourself what you do yeah a little introduction
1: yeah well uh i am the barbecue editor at texas monthly Uh, so I, my full-time job is to travel around the state and eat barbecue, travel outside of the state, eating Texas style barbecue as well. Um, I, I live in Dallas. Um, I think most folks think I live in Austin. Um, but yeah, I live here in Dallas uh, where I've lived for 20 years. Uh, I moved here to take a job in architecture and that lasted 12 years. And for the last eight, I've been doing barbecue full-time. So that's, uh. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting outside of Texas a little bit for some barbecue eating because I've spent a whole lot of time in Texas eating barbecue leading up to the top fifty barbecue list, which um, came out in our November issue.
0: Well, we're we're excited and ready to have you out in California for sure. Um, you know, we're we're starting to uh, to get a lot of folks out here. We had a one year anniversary over at uh, Heritage Barbecue where we had uh, John Bates at Interstellar. Uh, John Brotherton, Carrie Bexley, um, you know Brett Boren. I mean, we had so many. We had we had a ton of folks, uh, Rossler and, and Sunbird, and um, so everybody loved it out here, loved the weather. So we'd love to have you have you out. Uh, I think it'd be exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I set up a. Uh, I use my Gmail and I set up a draft email to myself uh, with sort of itineraries or future itineraries. And uh, one of them that I was setting up in February of 2020 was one to two LA uh, to try all the barbecue in the area. I want to get up to uh, to Oakland as well to try Horn barbecue, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm overdue out on the West Coast, so I, yeah. I do plan to make it happen here sometime in the near future. But um, my next stop uh, is actually going to be Kansas City. So
0: awesome! Awesome, go see. Uh our buddy Tyler Harp out there, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. I'll run into Tyler. Um, I probably won't eat at his place. Cause I won't be there on Saturday. I know he's serving on Friday evenings too. Uh, but it's just to gather some more information. I think there's, uh, I think there's a Renaissance in the works in Kansas city uh, for Kansas city barbecue. And that's really what I'm there looking at. Um, you know, I was able to go eat at, at heart barbecue and at Fox and fire Uh, which is just uh, northeast of Kansas City, and uh, Chef J Barbecue there in Kansas City, all of them doing really uh, either Texas-style or Texas-inspired barbecue. And there's a few other spots that are showing some new life. And and I've gone back here over the last year to sort of all those standards, all the places that uh, if if you were to make a... um, sort of a legendary Kansas city barbecue joint list. I've gone to try all those places and um, I'm looking to try some of the new ones too, to see how the rest of them stack up. Uh, Scott's kitchen is another one up near the airport. Uh, So there's some exciting new things happening in Kansas city barbecue. And I think, um, I think it needs it. I think it Mm -hmm. needs a little re-energizing. I've, after evaluating so many places in Texas and seeing just how so many of them are at the top of their game and really put so much of an effort on serving consistently great barbecue. Uh, for the most part, that's not really the case in Kansas city. Um, there's just not as much care put in, uh, especially care put into to what's being served all day long at some of those more, uh, more well-known places. Um uh, mm-hmm. but the, the younger places, the, the newer spots, uh, are really have that seem to have that fire.
0: Right. Right. And I've heard you, you know, a lot of people talk about Kansas city barbecue and what is it, what it is and whatnot. And I've heard you say, um, you know, it's very similar to, to our Texas barbecue, except we just, we know how to make brisket and, and they don't, they do a lot of, they do a lot of By the way, Thank you for sticking up for us on the Dan Patrick show. Uh, that was, that was pretty neat actually. Um, so if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, so check out Dan Patrick show and, and, uh, Daniel Vaughn's on there defending us against Nick, Wright Talking smack about Texas barbecue. So (laughs) thanks for defending us there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious, uh, when you see a comment from somebody, um, how much or how little Texas barbecue they've actually eaten?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know that that takes me to to some of the questions that I've always, you know, kind of wanted to ask, and then we'll di- dive into into the uh, the list a little bit. Um, but I know you can't please everybody, and when you're doing this list and when you're traveling around, are you ever concerned, or have you ever been? confronted by somebody that uh is just pissed or that you know wants to share some not so welcome feedback
1: yeah uh i I don't know if confrontations are the right way to put it i Mm -hmm. mean uh most people whether they make the list or don't make the list uh whether they were on the list before and dropped off or are brand new to the list or, or made it there again uh by and large, the vast majority of, of people in barbecue are just high class individuals. And so, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get that sort of snarky comments. Um, you know, there are a few of them out there, of course, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly feedback. More of the feedback really comes from, uh, people who love those places, the customers, their, their locals, uh, you know, their loyal customers. That's usually what I get more of the comments for. Um, you know, but it is funny that of all the barbecue joint owners that I've, I've seen complaining about where they are on the list, or they're not high enough, or they're not on it, uh, they always have their their thoughts, their ideas of what the reason is. Uh, it's whether it's their where they're located or how many locations they have, or uh, you know the uh, uh, the sort of uh, nebulous uh, comment of it's politics, whatever the hell that means. Mm-hmm. Um, None of them consider the fact that it might be their barbecue um, that is the reason for where they are or aren't on the list. So I, I always do find that that's uh, that's an interesting observation um, <laughs> that I encounter.
0: Yeah, it it seems like a lot of times there's there's complacency and and people are are learning that you, you're not gonna if you make the list or if if you're um, you know, if you're paying your bills, just being complacent, is not going to get you to that next level. And Well,
1: and it's, it's not really just complacent. I think, uh, I don't, I don't know how many of the barbecue joints out there realize that, that the big team of people that we send out for that first wave, like their experience matters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I've had a great meal at your place and they don't get a great meal, then, What am I supposed to take from that? Am I supposed Mm -hmm. to just write off the fact that, um, you know, somebody who isn't the barbecue editor at Texas Monthly um, doesn't have a great meal? I mean, Mm -hmm. isn't that uh, shouldn't that be weighed just as highly as the meals that I have, especially when it's a place that I know who knows who I am and who who might uh, find the the choicer pieces or might be more careful with the way they cut or serve? so you know all of that goes in or all that factors in
0: mm-hmm. you know I, i'm in it i i've uh, i've been i was a leader for a long period of time so i interviewed a lot of folks and sometimes when i'm interviewing somebody i ask a question especially if i if i feel it right if i like them if i you know if i want them to do good and you're like gosh i wish you could just answer the question this way Do you ever feel that way when you're eating at a restaurant and you're like, God, if you could just do this or tweak that, you know, it would get you to the next. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And do you ever do you.
1: Well, I mean, I, I try not to to tell people just come out and give them unsolicited advice about how they should run their business if they're happy with uh with the barbecue they're putting out and they're happy with the the amount of customers that are coming in then there's not really much input they need from me uh but there are places that do ask uh you know how can i improve is there something i can do better And, and i'm always happy to provide that feedback um yeah when i was going around for the top 50 list like Uh, there were visits at places I had that I knew that was going to be the last visit. And you know I just got a plate, started eating it and just muttered under my breath, just like, damn it. (laughs) Like
0: this,
1: (laughs) I I really love this place. Uh, you know, uh, I've had great meals here, but I can only judge them on the barbecue that I'm served right now. Mm -hmm. And it sucks sometimes to, to know that a place is a good spot, but, uh, You know, we're judging people on a a short window of time. And, you know, we, like I said, we can only really judge the food that we're served. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, so I had actually had lunch with Nick Pence's from Stanley's Mm Barbecue. It was his birthday. And I sent him a text wishing him a happy birthday. And he happened to be in Dallas uh, on um, earlier this week. And he said, uh, he's like, oh, hey, what are you doing for lunch? So I took him out for lunch. And we were talking uh, just about the business and whatnot, but he was really the first person when back when I had my barbecue blog, full custom gospel barbecue. That was way back. Uh, I wrote a, a review of his place that it was mostly positive, but it had you know they were serving just your really cheap East Texas hot links, and, and and there were a few other comments in there. And he actually was the first person to ever email me back and say, Hey, uh, you know, we really have been trying to find a different sausage supplier. Can you help us? Like, h- how do we make that happen? We can't make our own sausage, but, uh, do you have any ideas of sausages we can buy? And they ended up, uh, hooking up with a local butcher shop, uh, right down the road to make a custom sausage for them. And they, that place still makes their sausage for them, like more than a decade later. Uh, and, you know, Stanley's has been a place that has continued to make our top 50 list. So, uh, yeah, there are pitmasters and barbecue joint owners out there that, that do want my uh, input for maybe how they can improve. And there's others who don't. And that's totally fine, too.
0: Mm-hmm. I imagine you've gone to several places that are just not, not very good. And whenever you go to those places, do you just not write about it? take pictures, I mean, you just skip it, or do yeah, you feel the need uh, to mention them at all?
1: I, I mention just about every place that I visit. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's certainly seats that you can find that are strategically located near a trash can. because um, <laughs> I mean, you can see most at most Texas barbecue joints, you, you can see the process, you can see the food you're about to eat, and you have some idea about it. And so, yeah, you just kind of sit near a trash can, uh, take uh, take the bites that you need to take. And, and who knows? It might surprise you. Uh, mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's not that surprising, though. You can tell a lot from a barbecue platter just by looking at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and, you know, just dump it and move on and and try and find another spot. Uh, I don't think that it's really helpful to our readers. Um uh, And it's not really helpful to my followers, not really helpful to the barbecue joint itself uh, for me to to tell somebody or to tell um, our audience like, hey, there's this. There's this really bad barbecue joint you've never heard of and you'll probably never visit and you'll probably never even get near. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think that's really helpful to anybody. So I don't really bother writing the doing those types of write ups.
0: right. All right. So let's get to this list. First of all, let, let's talk about, uh, and for the folks that maybe don't know, the top 50 list comes out every four years. It started back in, what, 1974?
1: All right, That was the first time that there was a barbecue list of any sort. It wasn't a top 50 back then. Uh, it took until 1997 uh, for the Texas Monthly editorial team to get together and, and put a top 50 list together. And I think the team back then was... Five people and it's grown really every year since uh, not every year again uh, it's right now it's every four years we do that list um mm-hmm. but there was there were lag times between six and five years and four years um until the the really the 2013 list uh from that point on we just really codified that it's going to be every four years
0: got it got it right now your team is a team of 35 is that right
1: Well, you say right now. I mean, they're retired at this point. Oh,
0: they're retired, (laughs) right. But for the the, the twenty
1: Yeah, for that first wave of folks to go out and and do that initial scouting, yeah, it was 35 different people, uh, myself included, and Pat Sharp, our food editor uh, at the magazine. So she was on that 1997 team and has been really leading uh, leading the effort or co-leading it with me uh, ever since.
0: And how many of these have you done thus far?
1: So I was uh, on the team for 2013. Um, when the list came out, uh, the list came out a month after my uh, my new title as barbecue editor was announced. So I think everybody assumed I had complete control of that list. But the thing is, like, that was all decided before I was an employee. I was part of the team, uh, for okay. sure. But, uh, and then 2017 and then now 2021.
0: Beautiful. And how many spots are you guys hitting within those four years?
1: Well, uh, so, I mean, essentially my job is this constant scouting mission for the list. So I'm, you know, I'm already looking for new barbecue joints uh, to go visit right now. I just saw a a new barbecue truck just opened up in Fort Worth. Uh, The city that I think is the, the city that's Really, the best new barbecue joints are opening in Fort Worth right now. If you look at a, at the collection of new barbecue joints that have opened, there's no city better than Fort Worth. So, uh, certainly interested in a, in a new food truck uh, that opened up there recently. So, I mean, I'm always scouting. I'm I'm always out looking for new barbecue joints. And then when we when we all meet together uh, to put together the list is when I I look back at that last four years and. You know what are the promising places and also what are the places that have been recommended to me that i haven't been able to try and put all of those together of course with our last top 50 uh, um, the ones that are still open anyway and our uh, list of honorable mentions and then uh, two years after the list comes out so our 2023 list will be the 25 best new barbecue joint list so we put all those places together in one big list this time it was over 400 spots and you know, go out and try and narrow it down to fifty. Well, not try. There is no try. We have to narrow it
0: down. <laughs> you have to. You have to. So what are you looking for when you're going out there? What's do you have a sheet that's a, a, everybody yeah, has there's, a standard there's a score grading?
1: sheet? We try to keep things standardized, but we also know that when all those score sheets come back and in and, and the score sheet, they're looking at all the individual meats, they're looking at the sides, desserts. Um, and, and all of those factor in certainly the barbecue itself is the most important. They also take notes on just what the atmosphere is like, not that the atmosphere, or the service or all that makes much of a difference in the list, but we try to keep as many good notes on all these places as we can. Uh, this time around too, we had people keep an eye out for like really interesting barbecue sauces, uh, cause we knew that we were going to write something about barbecue sauce. Uh, we had uh, come up with a couple of different themes for people to try and pay attention to. One of, one of them was corn, <laughs> uh, which seems to be like the de facto, uh, starch these days, uh, for new barbecue joints anyway. Um, you know, everybody seems to have a corn dish, whether it's cream corn or, uh, or a lotes or, uh, yeah, even popcorn. I was just at Loro here in Dallas and they've got uh, popcorn, like candy popcorn with, uh, with chunks of actually deep-fried brisket <laughs> sprinkled in there. So, yeah, corn is everywhere. So we had people uh, try and keep track of any interesting corn dishes they came across so that we could feature them.
0: Corn. So corn is where it's at. That's the new wave.
1: That's right. <laughs> Move over potato salad.
0: Can you go a little uh, more in-depth on the scoring system that yeah. you guys use? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we want people to score. Uh, certainly, the, the Texas Trinity, because that's these are the things that show up at just about every barbecue joint out there. That is, mm-hmm. uh, how is the sliced brisket? How are the ribs? Whether they're uh, pork ribs, uh, you know, spare ribs or St. Louis ribs, baby back ribs, uh, beef ribs. We want people looking at the ribs and the sausage. You know, is it uh, is it a homemade sausage? Is it a good homemade sausage? Um, are they getting it locally from a local supplier? Basically, are they smoking it from a raw product? Uh, mm-hmm. And that's really going to give you the, the best outcome. Or are they uh, just pur- purchasing it from their food supplier?
0: And then just everything else kind of weighs in the, the desserts, the sides, the ambiance and all of that. What's the weight? What, what, what kind of weight does that carry?
1: Oh, the ambiance? Uh, not a whole lot at all. It's really just to, uh, as a reminder, you know, when we get back around to it, when we get back around to that 50 we are asking each one of those people who went out there initially to do a write-up for it. Mm -hmm. And so not all of them were food writers. And so, uh, you know, there's a thing about food writing that uh, I think is not misunderstood, but uh, I mean, our job essentially is to be really good at observation, like Mm -hmm. to really be paying attention to everything around us, paying attention to, the smells, uh, the feel of a place, what it looks like, uh, the, the sort of service you get, uh, what does the barbecue itself look like, um, paying attention to every every detail about eating that barbecue as well. And so if you're not a food writer, those things might not come naturally. So taking those notes down, especially for trying to keep uh, notes for that information for, the, for your future write-up.
0: Got it. So... Your team for the 21 list that we're talking about here, it was 35 employees. Do they kind of vet out which ones that uh, you're going to be going to? Or have you gone to all of these and you created this list and they're going kind of as the second level? Uh,
1: No, I have not gone to all of them. I've gone to most of them. And then if they come back with one that's promising that I haven't been to, then I'll go visit that one. Okay uh, Okay. And so yeah, that's how it works. So there's no place in the top 50 that I haven't been to.
0: Okay, okay. But they're they're kind of vetting out some of the some of the ones that are in that 450 that you kind of initially started with, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. okay, perfect. perfect. All right, so a few of the stats that I have again, I kind of nerd out on this thing and so I have spreadsheets here. So keep me honest, I want to kind of go through some of the things and we can chat about them. As we're uh, as we're going through them, so the current top fifty list for 2021 that just came out mid October, uh, there was 21 that were on the 2017 list. Right. So so there's 29 brand new to the list. Right. Um, That's pretty incredible. 29 brand new folks. It
1: it does sound like a big number, and every time we put out a new list, uh, people make the same observation uh, because there's this much turnover every time. This is not new. Uh, So we had 28 new places in the 2017 list.
0: Got it.
1: So we have 29 new places this time. I think the biggest difference is of those 29 places, the amount of them that weren't even open for the 2017 list is the Mm -hmm. most surprising. Uh, there's, there's a ton of those. I, I looked at the average age of the barbecue joint uh, in our 2017 versus the 2021 list, and it's uh, right around 10 years in uh, the current list, and it was 15 years uh, for the average age of the barbecue joint in the 2017 list. So, I mean, if you're thinking about that as an average, like that's a, that's a pretty big jump. Um, yeah. You know, this one is uh, two-thirds younger, <laughs> or a third younger, I should say.
0: Great uh, insight there. Um, all right, so of the top 10 that uh, were in the, tw- the 2017 list to the new 2021 20, uh, list, half of them are still on and half of them are off. So uh, and only two of them two of them moved up, right? So we have truth that went from 10 to in in 2017 to number three. And we have Evie Mays that went from number nine to number eight. And the rest of them, like Cadillac, went from three to six. Franklin went from two to seven. And Snow's from one to nine. Yes. Uh, Yeah, which is, you know, 50%. 50%, And then the other 50% are brand new, right? Again, some of them may have not even been open. Um, In fact, um. Yeah, I, I think mean, all Gold of them wasn't right. open.
1: Interstellar wasn't open then. Uh, Leroy and Lewis, uh, yeah, I mean, you can go down the list and burnt uh, bean and yeah, burnt beans new. Uh, yeah, was Panther so, City open? Um,
0: or I think no, they were a trailer, wasn't open
1: for oh, the they 2017, weren't. they were on our 2019 best new barbecue joint list. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it, it really isn't about, um, uh, you know, the places. Like the places that dropped, like a Franklin or a Snows, it's not that these places are serving bad barbecue. I mean, first off, they're in the ten best barbecue joints on the list. Right. Uh, Evie Mae's went going from nine to eight. Uh, I did appreciate the fact that they had a sense of humor about it, saying, "Here we come, like 2052 list. I think we'll, if we keep on the same pace, <laughs> we'll be number one." Truth barbecue, like honestly, I don't even know if they're on the list. They haven't said a word about it, so I don't know if that means they're unhappy moving up to number three or not. Uh, And then, you know, uh, Franklin. I mean, Aaron Franklin is. uh, uh, He is, you know, he's Aaron Franklin. Uh, He's Aaron Franklin. He's Aaron Franklin. You saw the line that formed when they uh, reopened (laughs) last week. I mean, it was crazy. There were people who got in that line at two thirty in the afternoon. Or, I'm sorry, 2.30 in the morning. Uh, that was just craziness. But he was one of the first people that reached out, him and Todd David both at Cadillac, mm-hmm. uh, two, two folks who dropped in the list. And they were two of the first people to reach out to me after the list came out, and they were just like, uh, you know, thanks for what you do for Texas barbecue. Um, you know, don't, don't worry. We're, we're not worried about our barbecue. Uh, we'll be fine. Um, and so... Yeah, it's that that's been like I said, the bulk of the response.
0: Yeah, yeah, Todd Davids is a great guy. I know he's a fan of the show. Um, and I had a good conversation with him, uh, a few weeks ago when I was in, in the Dallas area for Troubadour Fest. And, uh, you know, one of the things that he says is that you know, he doesn't do classes because he's the one he's still learning all the time. So he's like, why am I going to give a class if I'm the one that's still learning, you know? So, i love that i love that uh his positive mentality there and and uh all the pictures and homage that he pays to everyone else it's just pretty incredible so just thought i'd give a shout out to to todd david there
1: yeah i know he's he's definitely a great ambassador for texas barbecue
0: you know being out here in california you know i'm i'm going to try to eat as much texas barbecue as i can and trying to to spread that gospel right that that Texas barbecue gospel it's the guys that uh, that are small that that come up you know that that don't have this a lot of money you know and they don't have this marketing budget that they're spending or they don't have this huge corporation media corporation that's that's helping promote them you know those are the the stories that I really enjoy. I mean, obviously, I love all the barbecue and everything like that. but I'm looking for those, right? I you know, whenever I'm interviewing folks, i'm I'm looking to tell kind of those stories. So, um, the honorable mentions to me is also something that's important and uh, and I wanted to make uh, make sure we we talked about them as well uh, because you know, if you're gonna do the top fifty, you're a badass (laughs) if you're gonna do the top 100 you know i mean if you include the the honorable mentions um then you're a superstar right so that's maybe a challenge
1: you know it was (laughs) in the past it's been hard to narrow it down to 50 this time around it was really hard to narrow it down to 100 Mm -hmm. and uh yeah so i mean i'm we're talking about this you know top 50 list and barbecue lists and whatnot but I mean i'm still making barbecue lists uh right now we're revamping all of our uh, all of our city guides so uh and soon our regional guides as well so uh which basically goes to show that there's a lot more than 100 great barbecue joints in texas so
0: mm-hmm. we're
1: really featuring all the places that we really enjoy uh we released our houston list uh we'll be putting out a fort worth list soon um in the past, we've done a DFW list, so all of Dallas and Fort Worth. But at this point, I think it's time that Fort Worth gets its own list. I mean, with Goldie's Barbecue at number one, uh, Panther City at number ten, and lots more great barbecue joints in the top fifty and and in the honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, they're they're going to get their own list, and then of course Dallas and San Antonio, uh, Austin. Um, so they'll all have their lists.
0: And and all of those are on the app, the Texas Monthly app finder, um, a lot of those lists and especially the, the big list. So I'm sure you get a lot of messages on, uh, on Twitter and on, you know, DMS on where should I go? I'm going to be in this town. Um, so let, let's plug that app.
1: People. Yeah. Yeah. Just download the Texas monthly barbecue finder app. Uh, check there first. The great thing about it, like when you log into it, it will know your location. And we'll tell you what barbecue joints are near you. Uh, you can look at a map of Texas and uh, see the places that we recommend. There all the places in the, our honorable mention list and all the places in our top 50 are highlighted there. So uh, it's pretty easy to find, um, you know, depending on where you are in Texas. it's pretty, It should be pretty easy to find some really great barbecue joints around you.
0: Yeah, and, you know, another plug that we need to put out there is Coca-Cola's done an awesome job with these billboards coming up, I mean...
1: Yeah, that was that- really unexpected. So, I mean, I knew that Coca-Cola came on as a sponsor. We were trying to find... Uh, we really knew that people loved the barbecue passport and, and going around and getting their barbecue passport stamped by each one of the top 50 joints. That was really popular in the 2017 list. Um, so, I think Yeti maybe gave away a little too much merchandise in 2017. So... 2021, uh, we Coca-Cola came on board, and uh, they sponsored that passport, which is a really expensive insert to put into uh, each one of the magazines that goes out. So we were happy for their support, but uh, I didn't realize that they were going to go around to every one of the top 50, uh, every one of the towns and cities, and put up a billboard uh, celebrating that individual barbecue joint. Uh, and they found a billboards near each one of the barbecue joints and put up a billboard in the city uh, and in the small towns all over the state just celebrating those places. I thought that was really cool. I've, uh, like I said, I didn't know that was happening, but when you started to see all these different barbecue joint owners out there getting their photo in front of the uh, the billboard or just get posting a, a photo of the billboard, that was a really nice touch.
0: Yeah, I've been enjoying watching – uh, you know social media and seeing all those pictures everywhere my buddies you know Lavaca or were, were the first ones to kind of mention it to me and then uh you know Helberg and those guys and just just seeing all of those it's it's pretty incredible so shout out to Coca-Cola for doing a, an awesome job there you know going back to the to the do you see do you see it as a maybe top top 100 list but we just call it the top 50 and then the honorable mentions
1: I mean, it did turn out that way more so this time than in the past. I I know that the honorable mentions in the past, we had really focused more on places that did one really great thing or one or two really great things. And we highlighted those by category, whether they were ribs or brisket or sausage or, or anything really. Mm -hmm. And this time around, it was more about just overall, um, you know, the overall picture of that restaurant. And, you know, we had, started off with the top 50 and we were going to do like 30 honorable mentions. And I was like, so then I turned in a list that had like 38 honorable mentions and then somebody else, you know, (laughs) you know, you had different people who were in different regions sort of vying for their favorite spot that they ate at in their search. And we're like, how could this place not even be in in the honorable mentions? And that grew to like 42, 45, And then our, um, so Jeff Solomon was the one who was editing the whole package for print. And so sort of toward the end, he was like, shouldn't this just be 50? I mean, why are we, (laughs) why are we stopping at 45 here? Let's just have a top 50 and let's have 50 honorable mentions. And, uh, you know, he said, if you feel like there are 50, I was like, there's more than 50 really, (laughs) there's more than 50 places that I would like to put in here. But, uh, yeah. That's, that's how we ended up with uh, our top 50 and the next 50.
0: Well, thank you, Mr. Solomon. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you guys made that decision. So looking at the honorable mentions, there's, uh, again, going back to my stats here, 14. You, you have some rock stars on that honorable mention list. 14 that were on the 2017 list, and some of them very high profile. I've had some just, you know, blow me away moments in, in some of those, uh, some of those restaurants style switch on there and ragels and, and podies pecan yeah. lodge obviously has been a staple on the, on the lists for many years. I mean, you have so many, so many Derek Allen's, you know, that's a, you know, newcomer. Absolutely. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, they, you're talking about some of my favorite barbecue joints around
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: and that's just how competitive it is these days. Uh, Yeah. I I can't really say anything more than that. It's
0: just. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you talked about um, I I saw an interview that you did uh, on a morning show. I think it was uh, Austin or or Caveview or something like that, where you talked about kind of basketball right on the bubble. um, Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. how uh, Brotherton's was kind of on the bubble and you got a tray of food that just kind of took you over and it was just like, all right, they're in. Are there any others that, that you can share any kind of stories you can share that were folks that maybe were on the bubble and, um, you know, and then also maybe some, some tips that maybe you can share for some of the folks that maybe were on the bubble that, uh, that they can maybe do to, to, to try to earn that to earn a spot on the top 50.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's tough. It's not like on the bubble, whatever you want to call it. Like, you know, we, we come back with all these score sheets based on the score of this taster and the, and the meals that I've had there in the past, it's pretty obvious which ones are going to get locked in. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so then we end up with, you know, whether it's 10 or 15 slots that we still need to really hash out, uh, you know, which ones are going to go in there. Um, uh, yeah i've just got to i've basically got to go out and, and do tiebreakers it's you know it's all about head to head uh going to these towns going into different cities and just trying the same plate of barbecue from a number of different joints and really being able to compare them in a in you know one or two day period of time so whether i don't really know if i can provide any sort of advice mm-hmm. uh, you know the uh, it's really about the barbecue that I was served that particular day. So, you know, the only advice is like to just go back in time. I, you know, it's so, and it gets so nitpicky at that point too. Mm -hmm. But I will say one of the things that impressed me so much about Brotherton isn't just the food, but the fact that they serve it with confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's barbecue joints that I go into and I, you know, I, get up near the front of the line and you immediately see like some manager comes over and pushes the person off the block. Who's been working there and (laughs) they take the brisket off the block. That's been sitting there, the rack of ribs and go fishing for like the fresh, perfect one back in the warmer. And it's just like, so you're not confident in the barbecue you've been serving to everybody in line in front of me. Like (laughs) you, what does that say? But at Brotherton, John was there, but he was there with a backpack on. He was about ready to head out. (laughs) and so you know he he stuck around and we chatted for a little bit and i did ask him like all right so what are the sides that you really think you're doing great like i'm ordering a combo plate here like uh what really shows off what you guys are doing right now but i'd already ordered the barbecue and jason tedford was there on the block and Uh, there was a brisket sitting there on the block and he didn't try and get a fresh one and John didn't move him over to, uh, to try and, you know, cut just the perfect slices just for me. You know, he just served me like another customer Mm -hmm. and it, it was still an amazing tray of barbecue. So, uh, you know, all of that stuff does factor in a bit, but again, it comes down to great barbecue and he served a great one. Uh. You know, there are other places that I had that day or the day after that were, like, just so, so close. And, you know, it does hurt to leave places off the list that I know are really serving great stuff. But, like I said, there's only 50 spots.
0: Yeah, I imagine those are the ones that are, you're like, dang, I wish you would have done this. Or I wish you would have done that so we could have got you on the list. <laughs> I can't imagine being in that situation, you know. But, uh that's why there's only one guy. I mean, that's why it's you, Daniel, that's, uh, that's doing this and heading this, this team up because it's, it's definitely hard. I, I think, you know, some people maybe, you know, they just see the glory of, of you being able to go out and eat barbecue every day and, uh, be able to expense it and, and have, you know, mileage paid, you know? Um, but it's, geez, I do this for fun. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have an expense report or, or anything. I just do it for fun and uh, man, I feel pressure sometimes uh, when people are asking me stuff about you know their barbecue. I just I can't imagine uh, the posi- the position that you're in. How, how do you deal with some well, of like that? Well, like when pressure?
1: I'm when I'm going out to write a review of a place uh, and and they ask for feedback and I I give them just really honest feedback. And sometimes they're taken aback a bit. I'm just like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write anything in my review of this place that I'm not willing to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you ask the question and you're genuinely interested in my feedback, I'm gonna give it to you honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, how do I handle the pressure? I mean, it's like, come on, like the pressure of this compared to the pressure of trying to, trying to run a barbecue business and, and keep it going and keep it going successfully. I mean. Uh, creekside cookers in wimberley was one that was on our honorable mention list a place that i I really did like but again there's only 50 spots and you know they just closed uh last month and they had to they had worked in a food truck worked uh, from a food truck and had gone to a brick and mortar and um you know that had been their dream and I don't know what happened with the brick and mortar. I don't I don't know if there was a disagreement or if they just didn't have enough business coming in. But uh they've gone back to a food truck. It's now Kelly's uh Kelly's Hill Country Barbecue. And yeah, so I mean, we're already seeing some of those changes uh already. So, you know, I I always I always hate to see that. Uh a place, you know, regressing, I guess, from from what their initial barbecue dream is. But Certainly uh it happens the other way around a lot more uh a lot more often these days in
0: Texas. And you said they're Kelly's now now they're at Kelly's Hill. Kelly's country, country
1: barbecue? barbecue is the name the name of the new food truck that they're running, yeah.
0: Okay. And are they still in Wimberley or?
1: Yeah, they're still in Wimberley.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, thankfully they're still uh you know, going going at it there. So
1: Oh, you asked about new things that I was working on wood suppliers i'm working on a story about wood all about wood uh it was it's been some interesting conversations i initially started this off as really just a story to explain why certain pitmasters who have chosen a a specific hardwood to cook with and why they've chosen it Uh, and it turned into uh, just a whole lot more discussions with with pitmasters about their wood suppliers with wood suppliers about how they've got into the business and how they maintain their business and grow it Uh, and how they find wood and, you know, all the, all the challenges, uh, that come along with that. So that's one I've been working on for several weeks now, really. And I've got a couple of more conversations to have and, uh, put that story out either, either next week or the week after.
0: (laughs) I saw you got a pretty good response there when you put, you posted that out on the, on Instagram. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure you have some, some cool, interesting stories that'll be coming out with that.
1: Yeah, I was talking to, uh, Nick Pence's uh, at Stanley's and he had said that he was using some local folks and it just didn't work out. So he started using uh, this company out of Seguin, Texas, which is, you know, just east of San Antonio. It's like, I don't know, 250 some odd miles uh, south of Tyler. So a long way away. Uh, and so they're one of the surprises they got from making a change to from an East Texas wood supplier to one down in, in South Texas was that they had some scorpions in the wood pile. Oh.
0: <laughs> Wasn't anything
1: that they had seen in their uh, in their wood from East Texas. Maybe some snakes, but no scorpions.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's not a good day. <laughs> you see scorpions in there. Well,
1: you say it's not a good day. It was actually at night. Uh, oh
0: no yeah, even worse. it was at night
1: there was no scorpion bite involved but there definitely was uh yeah um they saw a little scorpion scurrying across the piece of wood they had just picked up
0: <laughs> i just went to a uh, i went to temecula out here in california to go eat at uh at a little pop-up in a in a guy's backyard and um He said, man, the night before I was in that wood stack and, you know, I was loading up my, you know, loading up my pit and everything. The next morning there was a little rattlesnake in there and he's like, I was barefoot, you know, and I was working out there the night before. So (laughs) I'm going to be a little more careful next time I'm out there. But, uh, you know, that, that brings me to another question is, I moved out here from the Austin area in 2017, and so I'm having a lot of these really cool moments. And a lot of times I think of you whenever I'm like, I just get blown away. I'm like, some of the best barbecue that I'm finding out here are not even businesses yet. You know, they're they're doing pop-ups at their house. This one in particular it, that's in Temecula, this is the second time I've been. And uh, this guy's Sharkman Dan. And Ragged Tooth, I'll give a shout out to him. He he was a cutter at Moosecraft Barbecue, and but he's he's been cooking barbecue for years and years, and I was just, just blown away um, the first time I went to eat in his backyard. And all I could think of is like, man, I wonder if this is how Daniel Vaughn feels when he uncovers, you know, he discovers this like great barbecue joint that maybe no one's even heard of yet. Do you still get those?
1: Yeah, feelings? Yeah, it's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, to to know that a place isn't uh, hasn't really been written about anywhere, hasn't really been praised much, and and to find it. I mean, that certainly happens much uh, less often than just you know hitting another like mediocre to bad barbecue joint. But uh, yeah, it is always really rewarding. It's sad that in California that so many of them have to operate that way, uh, or sort of forced to operate that way. Not not so much just because of the business side, but because of the uh, the permitting side makes it so difficult um, to you know really just cook on a on a stick burner. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's certainly still exciting. And it's funny that you said that this guy was a cutter and then moved over uh, to cooking his own and and running his own place. It reminds me of uh, Reese Brothers. So they run pop ups out of San Antonio. I'm waiting for them to get like more of a, a permanent setup. So uh, that's the thing. Like, I find it hard to really write about pop-ups very often because I want to be able to provide information about a place that my readers could go eat at uh, on sort of a regular basis. But anyway, um, Reese brothers, so they had been cooking uh, out in marathon at brick vault brewery. And before that, uh, He was a cutter at La Barbecue, and when I interviewed him when he was working at Brick Vault, he said, you know, I didn't really learn much about cooking barbecue at La Barbecue, but I learned the target that we were looking for, for doneness, for the look, for the smell, uh, for for the texture, for all of that from cutting, like day after day after day, and really being able to understand what that finished product should look like. And he, he felt like that really helped him a lot And when he started cooking his own barbecue because he didn't have to sort of guess whether he'd gotten it right or not. Like he knew what that <laughs> target was. So he knew pretty much immediately if he'd gotten it right or not.
0: That's, that's great. That's great. Daniel, you do so much for barbecue. I mean, I think uh, you know you've been doing this for eight years now. Is that right? Eight mm-hmm. years? You know, you've done you've done so much. You, I, I talked to Danes a couple of a couple of days ago, and and he mentioned and and also Loopy over at Lavaca. He mentioned that they have the Daniel Vaughn day that they're waiting for, and like I know he's going to be by. I know he's going to be by. So every day, they're you know they want to be on top of their game, and that just helps elevate everything. And man, I, I feel like man, that's just. It's got to be so gratifying to know that, uh, that you're being so helpful for, for the barbecue community. Well, that
1: doesn't sound so helpful. That sounds like it's <laughs> put a bunch of undue pressure on people, but it is rewarding to see things happen. Like what's happening in Kansas city. Like I mentioned, see what's mm-hmm. happening in California and knowing that so much of that is coming from Texas, from the influence that Texas barbecue has. And, you know, I think, uh, certainly all the credit, uh, a lot, let, let me put it this way. Most of the credit certainly goes to the pitmasters and the people cooking the barbecue. Uh, but certainly the fact that Texas Monthly has invested in a full-time position of somebody who just writes about barbecue full-time, day in, day out. Like we talk about this barbecue list, right? That's one of the things that I do every four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really writing about barbecue day in, day out and trying to highlight all these new places. And uh, But just the fact that Texas barbecue itself gets that much coverage uh, I, I think is what helps it be so influential uh, really all across the country and and really across the world too
0: yeah absolutely going back to California we we definitely want you to come out here as soon as possible <laughs> we are getting be- beyond the certification issues heritage barbecue these guys are, are are paving the way for everyone else right we have such a great pipeline that you know, Moosecraft and um, obviously Horn up in the Bay Area. Horn and Heritage were recognized by Michelin. You know, they both got Bib Gourmands and um, they're on the Michelin Guide out here. There's so much going on, so much um, interest uh, in in Texas barbecue. Harper Barbecue figured out how or barbecue pits figured out how to get them NSF certified and uh, be able to be able to open at heritage barbecue. So they were kind of the first to get those. And and that's what it
1: takes really is setting that precedent. And so that the next place can say to their, I mean, that's the thing about these, all of these code reviewers, right. And the code enforcement is they want, they don't want to be the first one to be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, they want a precedent they want another place they can look at that okay oh so they've done it and they're okay and there was another entity that was fine with it okay maybe we can consider something like that so Mm -hmm. um yeah that's it's great that they're paving the way
0: Yeah, yeah. we we have a lot of stuff a lot of good stuff going on i'm glad to hear that you have uh la in in your uh in your roadmap and hopefully uh you know get get you out of here soon enough make sure you hit me up is is there ever an opportunity or is there i i think maybe going on a trip with daniel vaughn and just going to eat barbecue for a day do you ever do that have you ever thought about doing that uh, i
1: mean i do it for charity i mean I'm, yeah i'm yeah. doing it i'm doing it on sunday actually uh meat fight charity they uh they do great things for ms research and they provide they provide bicycles uh, for MS patients, uh, people suffering from MS because the cardiovascular activity really helps deal with uh, a lot of the symptoms of MS. So uh, that is really what the Meat Fight Charity, which is based here in Dallas and run by uh, Alice and Michael Saad. So they run that charity and they, every year they ask for donations of sort of uh, just off the wall items. You know, it's not like here's a signed book, auction it off. Uh, this time around it was uh, skip the line at Goldie's and Panther City barbecue with me. Mm-hmm. and you can bid on that and you know you certainly won't have to pay for the barbecue. Uh, I've got some champagne chilling because it's BYOB at, uh, at Goldie's. And so uh, you know the, there's a, a, a few folks here in Dallas who got together and, and bid on that and won it. And so this Sunday I'm gonna head out to Goldie's and Panther City. I really thought it'd take longer for me to get back out to Goldie's, but uh, you know, if I can use this charity thing to skip the line at Goldie's, I'm definitely going to. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and at Panther City, so I'm headed out to do that on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I, I've certainly taken people along on on rides uh, to to try barbecue, but I mean, the thing is. I think most people think that it's uh, this constant like greatest hits tour where I'm always going back to all these places that I love and it's just not what happens. It's not, Mm -hmm. that's not what driving around eating barbecue with me is like, it's a whole lot more of going to places I've never been. And, um, I have maybe some hope for, which is why they're on the itinerary, but, uh, they're not always hits. Let's put it that way. way. So, Mm uh, yeah, I, I mean, certainly in L.A., they'd all be new, right? So I'll yeah. come out to L.A., and you can drive me around. Pick me up at the <laughs> airport. You can drive me all around, and I'll pay for the barbecue. How's that?
0: <laughs> that sounds like a plan, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, thanks so much, uh, Daniel. I really appreciate you being on. At Barbecue Snob is your, is your handle. Um, Texas Monthly Magazine. Get a subscription. Become a member of the Texas Monthly Barbecue Club. Download the Texas Monthly Finder app. The is it? What's it called? The Texas Monthly... That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Finder. Texas
1: Monthly Barbecue Finder app. Yeah, maybe one too many words in there. But <laughs> um, if you just search Texas Monthly Barbecue in either the App Store uh, uh, or the Google Play Store, either one.
0: So one thing that I always ask my guests on my show, and this is just so we can... And this takes me back to my. I'm I'm still in corporate America. That's what I do. I work for an IT company, right? So, um, icebreaker at the end. Tell us something about you that maybe most people don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I've already said that I was an architect, and I'm still a registered architect. I don't practice anymore, but that I think might be a surprise to a lot of people. I went to Tulane for architecture school, and graduated in 2001 and moved to Dallas shortly after. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've still got that license. I haven't, I haven't drawn a floor plan in a very long time Uh, (laughs) and I don't really ever want to go back to working in an office eight to five.
0: I I hear that. (laughs) I, I wish I was out there with you, uh, doing eating barbecue all the time, but, uh, well, thanks again, Daniel. I really appreciate your time. Uh, again, this is an honor. This is a dream for me to have you on my on my show, and hopefully, we can have you back soon.
1: All right. Well, making dreams come true—that's <laughs> what right. it takes. <laughs> All, All right. Good right, talking with you.
0: Likewise. Take care of yourself. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Crush Barbecue Show. If you like this show, please let us know by leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever app you use to tune into the show. Make sure you subscribe to get all past and future episodes and share with your friends. Remember to follow us on your favorite social media platform at I Crush BBQ Show, And check out our website at iCrushBBQShow.com to grab some merch. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that game.